What's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is Nate with Good Morning Liberty. We are at Freedom Fest in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm currently sitting down with LP presidential candidate Mike Termott. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you again, yes. Nathan. Great to be with you, but good to be with you for the first time in Memphis. I like Memphis. Mm-hmm. And in person. Zoom calls are always rough, you know, but it went well last time. Still. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun, but it is better to be with you in person. Yeah. Have you been having a good time here so far, talking to a lot of people an excellent time. I find that people here are so open to having all kinds of conversations that you would not necessarily anticipate, mm-hmm. not necessarily those that you would expect. People have their own particular interests, of course. Uh, I think that the common theme is that people recognize that our government is going in the wrong direction, and that touches everyone in, in a different way. And so everyone has something different that they want to talk about, but with a common theme. So here we are running up to the 2024 election. And like the last election, we have from the major parties, I believe we're going to have a couple terrible choices. Um, No offense to anyone who likes some of the choices from Republicans and Democrats, but I think it's going to be very important who the third party puts up this time around. Okay. And so what I, what I want people to know is are some of your beliefs, what some of your major uh, campaign I don't want to say promises because, uh, you know, presidents aren't right. dictators. You can't just do everything the, the, you the, want. The basic principles the, on which we're running. Yes, yes. We're running on what we call a gold new deal, a new relationship between us and the government. Uh, it is a platform of the, the most transformational ideas. We believe that America is ready to hear a message of fundamental change, that the institutions of our federal government and the relationship between us and our government indeed the relationship between uh, state governments and our federal government need to be changed in quite a profound way that we have seen over the years what happens when you replace leadership right you change from the democratic party the republican party and back and from our point of view not a great deal changes we continue to be on this secular trend toward authoritarianism that that we did not expect or anticipate a generation ago you know, if you were to go back 25, 30, 35 years ago, there were still some differences between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Now, each one just engages in smash mouth politics. The idea that what you really have to fear is not the loss of your civil liberties, but that other moron coming to power. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the, the root cause of authoritarianism. And to your point, that's why we have to play an important role. Now, why do you think it is that people keep falling for this time and time again? Uh, and people are unhappy with our current system uh, on both sides. But we keep putting people in office that don't do anything to fix it. And they might even put people in office, back in office, that still haven't fixed the problems they said they were going to fix. Uh, why do we keep doing this? I think it's for a couple of different reasons. Certainly, one is that the American public has gotten used to bad fiscal management, bad management in terms of intrusiveness into how you manage your life. Americans have gotten used to the idea that the American government at the state level and the federal level is supposed to be playing these weird roles. I think that we somehow recognize that it's not being managed very well, but I do fear that with the passage of time, an increasing proportion of our voting population is going to you know, be, be in the mode of throwing up your hands and saying, well, I guess this is the way it, it was it was meant to work. And of course, 
we as libertarians, being the philosophical descendants of the people that put together <laughs> our constitution, we recognize that it's all crap. That it's not the way it's meant to work, that there is a better way, that you are better able to make decisions for yourself, both in an economic sense and in a personal sense about how to live your life. So we need to be the ones that lead the charge back toward the, the constitution. The, the other problem is that these parties are both supported by a set of media that helps them downgrade the image of the, the other side in the minds of their constituents. And so Americans are continuously being divided in increasing ways, right? And unable to foster conversations in which people are able to recognize whether there's any value in the other side, whether there's anything wrong with their side, right? Mm -hmm. there, is, there is no honest debate in a political sense going on in America in a, in a grand sense, but there is a recognition that we're going the wrong direction, to your point. Now, I want to I wanna talk about what makes a libertarian candidate different from Republicans and Democrats as it pertains to criminal justice and economics, if we have a second to mention that. And then I want to know what makes you different from the other libertarian presidential candidates. So how are we different from Republicans and Democrats? How are you different from the other libertarians? One step at a time. Huh? Yeah. When it comes to criminal justice, it's very important to recognize that a libertarian is the one who is going to point out what I think most Americans recognize is nearly an obvious truth at this point, that the war on drugs, for example, has got to end. Whether you believe that the most important aspect is a, an ethical failure, which is to say the government has assumed to itself the right to tell you how to live your life, or whether you think the most important aspect is an empirical matter, you would still have to agree that the American government has done a crappy job of helping people avoid drugs avoid addiction, avoid escalating medical costs associated with all that. This is just one example. I spent a lot of time talking about criminal justice, having been a cop for most of the past dozen years. We have to do a better job of managing police officers. This is not something that you're going to hear from a Republican or a Democrat. From a Republican, you're going to hear back the blue in every case possible, almost no matter what, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, from from a Democrat, you're going to hear some version of defund the police. That's not a phrase that they use anymore because it's been, you know, shoved down their throat enough times. Yeah. But they still believe fundamentally that that communities uh, would be better off if instead of doing the hard work of reforming officers and departments so that they better align with your values that you'd be better off just throwing in the towel, throwing up your hands and saying, police suck. Well, when police are managed badly, when they behave badly, it does suck. But throwing up your hands and just saying, give them less money is not a solution. And the economic front, there are any number of differences. The Republican Party is no longer fiscally conservative. The Democratic Party never was. But I have also noticed in the last, uh, certainly in the last 10 years, neither party is pro-trade, pro-market, pro-freedom, pro-growth, pro-income, pro-wealth development. This is an important distinction, not only between the Libertarian Party and the other parties, but it's an important distinction between the way the parties used to present themselves and the way that they present themselves now. They don't even talk about it anymore. 
you don't hear Donald Trump talk about, well, we're going to make changes so that you all can have better lives, better incomes. You can build wealth for yourself. He's all about, you know, uh, the silly idea of America first, which is a protectionist industrial policy where we're going to direct the way that we invest in this country. So we decide which jobs to protect and which jobs we're not going to protect. That's no way to allow an economy to run itself. So there are important differences between a libertarian and a Republican or a Democrat. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it can be tough to know which direction to take in life. For example, you might think doing this podcast was an easy move, but it wasn't. It takes a willingness to work crazy hours, read people's differing opinions, and make, well, what you might expect a mid-level libertarian podcast to make. What gets me through is knowing I'm being true to myself and my values. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Therapy made a huge difference in my life and co-host Charlie's used BetterHelp for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of protectionist ideas on as it pertains to trade, uh, for sure. And I, I try to understand where people are coming from. You can talk about China and talk about the danger there, but... It's still not the most efficient allocation of scarce resources, uh, which is our, our labor and what we can produce better than anyone else. And if it can be produced better somewhere else, cheaper, that's better for everyone because then we can use our money on the most efficient things, with, you know, get more for our money. And that argument falls flat with some people when you tell them how scary China is. And then they don't care about that anymore. Well, you're exactly yeah. right. And you've hit the nail on the head. That is the most efficient way to run an economy. China is an economy that has shown us a lot of growth lately. But remember that they've shown us a lot of growth in a percentage sense over a really horrifically low base. Mm -hmm. I would no more want to bet on the Chinese economy in an investment sense than to bet on the, the probability that an ice cube is going to survive down on <laughs> Bill Street uh, today yeah. in, in Memphis. It's just not going to happen in a long-term sense that the Chinese economy is going to develop into something of which you would be proud. That is not going to happen. The Chinese government is one of the few in this world that makes Washington look really smart. <laughs> they have just made so many bad decisions one after another that I think that instead of fearing the Chinese government, we ought to take care of our, our own problems by allowing Americans to make better decisions for themselves and show China this is how it's done. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the... Uh the LP specifically, and what would set you apart from everyone else who's running. I've talked to some of the other people that you'll be uh, running against and all, all seem to be really great people. Uh, they, they care a lot about uh, individual liberty and everything, but why you for someone who's listening? 
There's a couple of differences that I think that uh, really matter. Number one is the platform that we're running on, the Gold New Deal, not because it has a cute name and its own URL, <laughs> but because it's our commitment to the very most transformational ideas, the most principled aspects of libertarianism. This is a huge commitment that we have made to sustaining this platform, even on the other side of the nomination. And that's the point behind branding it and giving it its mm -hmm. own URL, mm -hmm. is that it's our demonstration that this is not something on which that we can back up. Yeah. Okay. We believe that this is the right thing to do, not only in terms of spreading the libertarian principled message, but it's importantly also the right thing to do in an electoral strategic sense. We have a huge opportunity to play a role in 2024 because we have a huge opportunity to dif differentiate ourselves from Republicans and Democrats. You can only do that in the most principled fashion. Most Americans have a libertarian streak. If you plant that flag in the ground and raise it high, libertarian-minded Americans, which is to say a whole lot of people, will find it. They will find it, they will find you, they will find your campaign. The other thing that separates our campaign from the others is the, the professionalism, the strategies that we are rolling out. We have a, a team of 14 on our professional staff today. We have uh, an advisory committee of another dozen backing that up, and then plenty of other volunteers who are helping with the outreach program uh, as, as we speak. So we've got a very big, very professional organization that I think will reflect well on the Libertarian Party. And then the third thing that, that differentiates our campaign from the others is that I personally have a background in not one, but two careers in public service. I was a professional economist for a couple of decades, worked for the White House for a couple of years, worked in the financial services industry, both in commercial banking and then as an advocate for free markets for many years in Washington. Later as an entrepreneur, had my own business educating financial services professionals. I've taught economics at three different universities. So I've been around the block a little bit in terms of public policy. And of course, as, uh, as you and I have discussed, I worked as a police officer as a second career for an 11 and a half years in, in South Florida. And while these experiences may be the kinds of things that are of marginal interest to the typical libertarian, right? They are of tremendous interest in terms of credibility with the rest of the American people because there are, there are a couple of hurdles you have to clear for the American people to give you a look. And if they don't think that you're qualified for at least a potential run all the way to the White House, then they're not interested because they figure it's a competitive environment. So before we get to there, just as a, a last question, first, you got to get through the libertarian primary. And what do you say to people who will hear your background as a police officer and your background working for government and be kind of scared uh, that maybe there's something else going on? You know, they're worried. Oh, he's not a real libertarian. He's not, you know, he worked for the government. He worked as a police officer. These are things I've heard, okay? I've heard those things, and I want to know what you say back no to that. No one who knows me or my campaign could possibly confuse our messaging, what we stand for, what we live for, what we talk about every day with any sort of support for yeah. state intervention in our <laughs> lives. I, I don't think that that's a, a reasonable concern that there's going to be confusion on this front. Look, 
uh, not only is credibility important in to the to the American public because of the competitive nature of the race, but it's also important in the sense that we are putting out there the most transformational libertarian principles and ideas and and policy changes that that we're backing up. To do that, you have to be able to back that up with real-world solutions and real-world experiences about why these ideas make sense, why they can be implemented. Why is it that we believe that these are doable, can be achieved? Those kinds of experiences and that kind of credibility doesn't grow on a tree. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. It takes a background in public policy and a commitment to public service. All right. That's great. I want to tell everyone that we did a much longer conversation where we talked more about your personal background and, and beliefs and ideas. And I'll put a link to our YouTube video uh, on this episode for the people that are listening. But where can people go uh, to support you or to find out more? To find out more, you can go to the basic website, MikeTremont.com. Mm-hmm. It's our campaign website. The only challenge there is you'd have to spell it right. Yeah. The, yeah. You can get through the M-I-K-E part pretty uh, easily. Uh, but it's uh, Mike, and then the last name is T-E-R-M-A-A-T. Uh, MikeTremont.com is the basic uh, website for the campaign. You'll see our team there. Uh, if you feel like getting involved with the team, my contact information is there, and so is everybody else's. And you can also go to goldnewdeal.org, read about our platform, read why we believe that we need a new relationship with our government. Okay, Mike, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Nathan.